Hello, and welcome to Movies Last Night. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Um, and I'm welcoming both of us and whoever's listening to yeah. <laughs> a new episode of Movies Last Night. And on tonight's or today's episode, we're going to be talking about The Suicide Squad um, that just came out in theaters this weekend. So without further ado, um, and time is of the essence, I feel with this episode, I'm just going to go for it and let you have at it. Eric, what did you think? Um, well, uh, for first off, I want to say that, uh, I didn't see it in the theater. Um, when you went, mm-hmm. I, I watched it at home and I watched it at home today. This, uh, early this morning, actually. Um, and I just kind of, I went about my normal, like, uh, everyday routine, you know, I figure I'm going to watch it at home, so I'm just going to get comfortable. Uh, I, I like to, if I have the chance, I, I like to like get my coffee, and uh, I'll have some breakfast, get my coffee, sit down, or go, I'm, go upstairs, sit down, and uh, and watch watch the movie. Um, as far as that, I I actually I'm I'm pretty warm on the movie. To surprisingly, uh, there are some things that. Uh, that I really kind of, I don't know, click with me or, or whatever, but I, I just kind of, I, I guess I, I would say I kind of bought in right away with it. Even when there's like some ridiculous things going on, I just stylistically, I, I really kind of honed in on it and, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of went along for the ride. I like, let's, let's, let's say this uh, right up front. We're gonna spoil everything, so. Oh yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I I'm always like uh, apprehensive of, of getting into it before I can say we're we're gonna spoil it, um, because maybe some people don't read the descriptions, but um, definitely gonna spoil this. I I I found it interesting that they did like decoy squads, because I was really like, oh, Pete Davidson's in this. Oh, M- Michael Rooker. Oh, Nathan Fillion's in this. I love these guys. You know, I mean, they're hilarious. And then they just get smoked. And, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay. I, I, I guess." <laughs> and, uh, and and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then when when the when the movie just starts kind of playing out, and they do that little, uh, you know, three days earlier, or, or uh, use that kind of uh, that tool. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, let's flesh it out, flesh out exactly how everything went down, and then we just lead back up into that. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. I I get that. I I'm I'll be the first to say I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know what their powers are. I don't know 
what their big like backstory is on any of them um like literally any of them i i really don't know um even the i guess the most popular one which would be harley quinn i i I just vaguely know her from the movies themselves i don't know anything about the comic books nothing like that so that's how i'm going into it um so when someone says uh boomerang i was like oh he was in the first one and i i saw that one uh probably when it came out and was barely paying attention when i did watch it um so i was like oh yeah i know who that guy is and and that that character but when they're saying stuff like um what was uh what was idris elba's uh, his character was dead dead shot was that um was? i believe his character or, is or um bloodshot something like that bloodshot yeah like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know bloodshot. <laughs> i kept thinking deadpool for some reason yeah. but it's bloodshot yeah 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 uh so i was like i guess he's like um i i guess you know he's super assassin but uh, to be honest like it seems like uh, half the characters are like super assassins or they just have ridiculous powers, you know? Um, so I was just like, okay, I'm just going to kind of go with it and, and we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I loved uh, all the little uh, kind of details that they threw in there with the, um, with the kind of prison system and how they're, they're betting on who's going to make it. Who's, who's not. I, I found that hilarious. Um, and I I liked the I, I mean I, I liked how the movie kind of played itself out you know how it, I liked its pacing I liked the interactions with the characters and I think I laughed when I was supposed to like when uh, when the jokes were were hitting I was like oh yeah you know it's funny I laughed and and I mean I could have if if there was anything I could have done without it's like the whole um, sincere element to it. You know, I like mm-hmm. that he's uh, he's kind of um, has this antagonistic relationship with his daughter. I like how that played out. And he's like, you know, I don't want anything to do with you. You don't want anything to do with me. And it, something, you don't really see that a lot. You usually yeah. see like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this and they're using you against me and I'm going to get back and you just hang hang tough. you know or whatever the case may be just those typical kind of tropes and i like how they kind of went the other way with it but it worked out in the end um and um but i could have done without the whole uh the rat catcher two i guess she was oh yeah and and that whole yeah and that and the their relationship and how it was like oh you remind me of my daughter this and that which seems kind of weird because he's it, that first interaction you're like oh he he really doesn't want anything to do with her but it's like oh you remind me of her so it it plays with the sentimentality so i'm like okay i guess you know that's yeah, fine totally that's fine if you want to give give that a little bit of that to me but to be honest the thing that made it for me and i think the thing that's probably going to make it for anybody who watches this is polka dot man Oh, oh yes. Uh-huh. I, is that his actually official name? That's I think it his, might be. I think that's his official name. Was uh, either Polka Dot Guy or Polka Dot mm-hmm. Man? I'm not sure. Everything about that. <laughs> everything about that character was hilarious to me. Every single thing. I mean, that actor killed it. That his that whole storyline was hilarious. 
um, how he sees his mother in everything, literally. And mm-hmm. um, I, I was just cracking up the entire time he was on screen. Um, and then you, and, and the, the movie itself isn't like super deep. It's like, it's not like they go on these, this major adventure, like from one area to the next sort of thing. It's like, okay, they're just on an island trying to kill some guy or capture some guy and then kill a creature. You know, it's, there's, there's really not anything super complex about the, the whole plot or anything like that, even though when they're kind of trying to go back and forth with it in the timelines a little bit. Um, but I mean, I just, I, I really surprisingly, I kind of sat down and just enjoyed it, you know, just as mm-hmm. honestly, just a, a, uh, a kind of novice in the whole, um, genre of the, the, uh, I guess it would be a super villain kind of genre in the DC universe. Um, and I think uh, DC is probably trying to step up its game a little bit, or maybe playing catch up. I'm not sure, but um, but uh, saying that, I, I haven't really kind of kept up with any, any of the Marvel stuff either. Um, yeah, but I I feel like I'm seeing more of kind of the the DCU stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that could just be because I, most of it is on um, HBO, I believe. And, oh, yeah, uh, on a, and, uh, and all the yeah, and all the Marvel stuff is on uh, Disney Plus, and I don't really watch a lot of uh, things on Disney Plus, so I don't get overexposed to it. I I do want to see Black Widow, uh, but I'm going to wait until it's uh, free to watch on Disney Plus. I'm not going to yeah. pay that ridiculous thirty bucks a month. That is crazy oh, to me. And I yeah, think we got into not. that a little bit once. Um, yeah. But I mean, as far as far as this movie. I, I stylistically tone humor, uh, the characters were a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm surprisingly, I, I surprisingly really had a fun time watching it. That, I mean, that is surprising. I'm actually kind of flabbergasted. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why, like, I wouldn't say that, like, I, I, it's, it would be wrong of me to say like, oh, I like, Eric's going to hate this movie because I, I don't know what you're going to like. You know what I mean? Um, and even though we you know like we are aware of each other's tastes, um, I do actually find it kind of shocking that you like the movie. Um, I think <laughs> it's good that you did like it. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but yeah, no, for sure. Well, let's talk, let's talk about you and your first initial experience and then your kind of rewatching of it. Yeah, t- totally. So I would like to, I mean, I, the best way for me to describe my experience with the Suicide Squad is in two it's in two different sections. Um, so like a part A and a part B. Part A would be um, that when we both uh, last time we both saw each other, I decided that I was going to go and use one of my free pass uh, free passes to go and see it in the theater um, because I was like, I'm paying for this pass. We haven't used it, so I'm just going to go head down to the theater and watch the movie. And um, I managed to make it through forty minutes. Which um, I'm going to be honest, there's two movies in my life I've walked out of. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be one of them. The other one was Batman and Robin, <laughs> which is forever ago with George Clooney, and that's the only two times I've ever walked out of a movie theater. Now, the first one is because uh, I thought the movie was garbage. That's not why I walked out of the theater this time. Um, 
it's related to what we talked about with the Green Knight last time we were there in our, our complaints with the screen and yeah. the sound. Um, I was in the same screen that we was went it, to. It was the same the, the theater yeah. room? Okay. Yeah, it was the same room. And um, immediately the, the soundtrack was very, very quiet. Um, the uh, picture was very bright and almost like um, washed out. The uh, reclining seats that they have in the theater... If for anybody that's familiar with the, I don't know if all AMC's are built this way, but I, I'm sure when they retrofitted those AMC's with those uh, reclining seats, they used like a similar uh, setup for probably, I'm guessing, all of the AMC within the chain. But mm -hmm. they have um, lights that run along the front, which I guess are to help you navigate your way down the aisle. So basically, when you're watching the movie, you have these lights shining in your eyes from the uh, walkway. Mm -hmm. ahead of you not only that there is like a uh, a sheet of glass it's small sheet it's probably like eight inches tall that runs along the top of the barrier for what what purpose that serves i have absolutely no idea because it's not <laughs> a falling hazard because it's a tiny piece of glass so yeah. you have that run across and obviously as we discussed the other week they don't clean those things nobody does any cleaning in fact i don't think i've ever been to that theater and saw an employee who was over the age of 13 years old everybody's like <laughs> Or like everybody's just a baby that works yeah. there. No, no disrespect to kids. I know kids have got to have jobs, but it's like it's wild. I've never seen an adult working in that theater before ever. <laughs> so nothing's getting cleaned. So I have these lights shining in my face. I have the sound that's not very um, audible. I have like a washed out screen, and I don't know. And, I, and part of me is like, remember when you go to the theater and it would be dark? Yeah. And you would watch a movie, and I'm like, I can see everything. Like. I, I'm no longer like it, there's there's no immersion going on whatsoever in, yeah. in this experience. Um, so this is going on, and then um, this family comes in, and it's like three older ladies who look like sisters, and I'm guessing they're grandkids. And these ladies must all be in the late sixties. Um, one lady sounds that like she has sounds like she's got tuberculosis, like full on hacking up a lung, like <laughs> out of control, like like stage four lung cancer bad. She's hacking oh, no. and coughing the whole time. And it's just relentless. And I'm like, not only am I having to listen to that, but this is also, bear in mind, in Tennessee, at least, a, a period where there's, nobody's vaccinated, nobody's wearing masks. Yeah, so the whole time yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, and, and I'm not going to get like get into that because it's a whole other thing. But like, and it, and it's not that I'm paranoid, but it, did, it, it does kind of pique your interest a little bit when somebody's hacking as much. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, this theater's yeah. not clean. This whole experience is gross. So basically, I was like, I called it. I was like, I don't want to do it. I I'm yeah. done. So got in my car and drove home. Drove home. And this is where my second experience with the movie happens. So the beauty of it, the movie streaming on HBO Max now is I just walk home, sit down, get in my room, get in my chair, get comfortable. Boom. Press play on the movie. Start watching the movie again. Um, did, you, so, did you start watching it where you left off? Or did you... No, Okay. That's a good question. No, I didn't actually. I was tempted to, but I was like, that's not fair because I didn't really pay too much attention at the beginning. So I was yeah. like, I need to watch it from the beginning. And uh, it was a night and day difference. Now, I'm not saying that I have like a, a home theater set up far from it, but um, I could visibly see everything that was going on, sat, I mm -hmm. could hear everything. And immediately I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this much more, like the experience yeah. of watching this movie much more. And then I watched the movie and... I'm kind of shocked to say it and I feel bad saying it now after your review or like your thoughts on the movie. I detested it. 
I like it. It irritated me. I can't think of a movie that's pissed me off as much as this movie, and <laughs> and which is wild because you know me, Eric. Like, yeah, I'll watch yeah. anything, and a lot of my favorite movies are wildly, are like widely regarded as terrible movies. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying this uh, from a kind of like a highbrow or pretentious perspective, but um, that's my job. I thought, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. <laughs> I'm more the voice of the the, the working man, and you're the you're the voice you're the, the highbrow yeah. educator type. Um, yeah. I fucking hated it. That's swearing. Um, <laughs> I and I guess so. This is how I'm going to review or give my review of the Suicide Squad. I'm going to review the Suicide Squad by talking about the movie uh, Phantom Thread. Oh, okay. okay. Which might sound kind of bonkers, but hear me out. Okay, before you get into it, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Did you see the first one, just Suicide Squad? Yes, I did. In theaters, and, too. Yeah. And was it the same visceral reaction? No, I, I really didn't like that movie either. Um, but I expected not to like that movie. Yeah. And um, I... Same. same. I, was, I was like, I watched it, and I was like, I guess, you know? I, I really yeah, don't... Yeah, for care. sure. I, I mean, I honestly, I don't remember much about it and i thought idris elba's character was the same as uh will smith's character i was like okay i guess i just recast this because i i truly do not remember anything about it but uh, i am really interested to hear this next part that you're going to talk about okay so i watched the movie okay and then and i know we, we were discussing like i should take notes during this like i'd be a bit more professional you know but like i I'm still don't think I'm there yet in the sense of like taking notes because this is something I enjoy doing. I don't want to make it feel too much like schoolwork. Plus I like how you and I shoot off the shoot from the hip. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like a back and forth and we just, we'll, we'll just come up with it. So I didn't make any notes. And anyway, uh, after watching, I was kind of bummed out and I, I had the evening to myself and I was like, I, I, I want to watch something else. So I was just browsing and I came across phantom thread realizing that I'd never actually got the chance to go and see the movie when it came out. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's do this. And so spoilers, huge spoilers ahead for Phantom Thread. If you haven't seen it, Um, if you haven't seen it, just don't listen to this and like skip ahead or like go and watch the movie. Um, So you've seen Phantom Thread, haven't you, Eric? Yeah, you've seen it. I've seen it. Um, but to say that I've I've only seen it once, and it okay. was in it was in theaters. It was when it was in theaters. I haven't uh, rewatched it since. Rewatched it, okay. So, but I know I I kind of know the beats of it. Yeah, for sure. And and this is how I'll sum up uh, what I think about the Suicide Squad. So at the end of Phantom Thread, or the I think it's Phantom. I don't think it's the Phantom Thread, um, like the Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. So during the movie, um, which is essentially it. it it's a very small, like, chamber period piece um, it, regarding, like, a very, very stuffy, like, um, repressed um, asshole of, a, of a, a clothing designer who um, enters into a relationship with a younger woman. Um, and it's very much the movie's a battle of wills between the two of them in the sense that, like, he seems to be incapable of changing how he acts and behaves. And he has this almost, like, f- Freudian... Freudian, Freudian kind of um, relationship to older women and like mm-hmm. with in his love for his his dearly departed mother. Um, so the way he acts and treats women is very very off. Um, 
what and what's interesting is is the 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 girl that he starts to date um and have like a live-in relationship she will also just refuses to give in to him you know what i mean so that's like there's mm-hmm. like a, a it's like a butting of heads and this is like a very very slow period piece it's not like a thriller it's or an action movie or anything like that but over the course of the movie uh at one point she decides to poison him um, not with the intent to kill, but poison him to make it give him a very upset stomach by using uh, mushrooms that aren't fit for human consumption in one mm-hmm. of the dishes that she makes for him. Um, and the result of which is that he gets violently ill, and then she uh, comes to his side and uh, starts to take care of him. And through the act of her taking care of him, he kind of submits to her and opens up to her and then um, starts to to realize that he needs her in his life. So he actually proposes to her and their relationship once again gets back on more of a balanced ground. Um, mm-hmm. Immediately though, after the wedding, um, his old tics start to appear and he, and he starts to get increasingly irate with her, um, realizing that he's not in control of his situation anymore or not in control of what he, he seems is like his life. And um, the, the two of them butt heads again and basically ends up to to the, the apex of the movie where it keeps creeping up to it is where she starts to cook for him again and all of this shit's gone down and the, in the, in the, it's very fraught and tense and she starts to make and we're watching it and we're seeing her prepare the mushrooms that she did um now at this point where we're seeing it doing it we're like oh my god he's, he's gonna eat these mushrooms she's gonna kill him this time she's furious at him this time like what if she, mm-hmm. what, what she she's gonna kill him so you watch he's watching her prepare the meal just like we're watching her prepare the meal except we are on the inside so we know that it's poisonous mushrooms and we assume that he doesn't um the whole thing leads up to where he sits down and he starts eating from the she prepares an omelet for him so the whole time you it's getting tenser and tenser and tenser and it's building and it's building and you're like oh my god she's going to kill him she's going to kill him he doesn't realize and i and like i'm find myself like almost speaking out loud to the screen don't eat it don't eat it all my <laughs> like whatever you do um and then it has this wonderful wonderful twist whereby he's in on it he knows what she did to him and yeah. basically he's like he's like let's do it again you know what i mean and she says to him i want you i want you laying on your back i want you helpless and powerless and i want to be in control of it and i want you to to depend on me and rely on me and i want to like nurse you and then it, the the whole thing shifts in this dynamic where basically it's like a um like a sub um a sub dom relationship where she's like mm-hmm. he's like he's like yes and he's willingly making himself sick because he wants to go through the experience of being nurtured by her and and and, and so basically it's this whole weird like like a kink thing but the the biggest shock is that you realize that he's in on it and he knows he's exactly what he's yeah. doing yeah. Which is just the most wonderful end to the movie. And that's my problem with the Suicide Squad. My problem with the Suicide Squad is in an in a, in a period romance drama set in England with a cast of about three or four people and based on a relationship between a middle-aged man and his like 30-something lover. I was so invested and so caught up and so on edge by the stakes, the stakes of him potentially getting killed, mm-hmm. that I was on the edge of my seat and I was enthralled. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, he's going he's gonna to die. And that's my problem with the Suicide Squad. I watched a two hour and 40 minute movie where there is no stakes whatsoever, like absolutely whatsoever. 
and 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 I've always felt this about superhero movies, like this, mm-hmm. like that whole thing about like the sexless. They are um, there's no stakes. There's no like there's nothing to them. And if I can, if a movie like that can can make me feel on edge like that. Why, why can't why can't a thriller or an action movie make me feel on edge like its basic function as an action movie or an adventure mm-hmm. movie is to excite me and it, ex- it did it, there was there's no excitement in that entire movie because there's nothing matters and nothing means anything in the whole movie um so case in point um there's a scene where uh john cena um and Idris Elba are walking through the camp and they're just killing people left right and center Kill, yeah, must just, kill like 30, 35 people and it turns out to top each other killing people yeah. yeah and it turns out these are the gods these are actually yeah. not the gods rather these are uh freedom fighters like a like a um a resistance movement and she's like where's all my guys gone and he goes oh we killed everybody and then i'm like so the movie is openly admitting that and when people die even when good people die it's just for laughs it's not important mm-hmm. therefore you expect me to all of a sudden be even remotely enthralled or excited by the fact that this island where all these innocent people are might get destroyed by this huge kaiju monster. <laughs> but what difference does it make? Because you've already set the ground rules that it doesn't make any difference if people ever die because it's just for jokes and it's just for, for a laugh. Um, so, like, the thing that I hate about the Suicide Squad is that it's such a wasted opportunity. It's a waste of talent. Like I believe James Gunn is a good movie director. I I I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy not too long ago. Um, I rewatched it, and now I'm not saying that movie is like a work of art, but it's 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 a fun, entertaining ride. Um, but it's set up within the in the stakes of that it's a Disney movie, so there's no edge to it. But if you want to sell me a movie that's a rated R, that is shocking depictions of violence throughout it. But with no consequences and no stakes, it's vulgar. It's vulgar. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. Um, like, it's pointless. Like, <laughs> of all the things that this movie is trying to be, it's failing at every single one of them. It's not a comedy. If it's a comedy, then it should be funnier than it is. And it's not that funny. It's funny in parts, but it's yeah. not that funny. So it's not a comedy. If it's an action movie, the action should be good. The action's not good in the movie. The action's okay, but you and I just watch Gangs of London. So like it's a moot point, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean. Like, Gangs of London succeeds in its action because it's extremely, extremely well made, and the action is so electrifying that it's like it succeeds at that thing. It succeeds in its job to enthrall you and like to give you a visceral, shocking experience. Mm-hmm. This movie doesn't do that either. So if it's not doing that, so so then what's it, is it going to tell me something? Is it going to tell me like? a story about like you know like um is it going to be a, a moralistic tale is it going to have like undercurrents of like oh this is what it's like um in like these republics that like america occupied or whatever uh or had meddled with politically no because it can't do that because it's just told me that people's lives don't mean anything like mm-hmm. it's pointless so so it's not telling me anything deep about like the struggles of these small nations under like despot rulers and everything like it's not telling me that because it nothing means anything so what's it doing it's not doing anything it's just like it's just empty from start to finish and it irritates me so much because 
I don't want to seem seem like I'm trying to be pretentious, but like it's not it's not selling me on anything like on on any level, like on any kind of a genre of movie. It's not working as any specific genre. You've got like a really, really gifted excellent cast i mean idris alba is wonderful like all of the cast even for the people who are in for two seconds like nathan fillion like everybody's really good the only character that had even any remote like interesting development was with harley quinn um where she uh shoots the um the the el presidente or whatever the, the first president um who you believe is being set up to be the big bad guy um mm-hmm. she has like a a a one night stand kind of thing with him. He's like trying to woo her. And then basically he starts going on about like how he's going to kill anybody that steps in his way. And she just shoots him. And it's like, it's actually pretty well done because it, it's kind of a shock way. Like, Holy shit, she just shot him. And then it's just like, Oh, I, I don't want to deal with any more toxic relationships with men. You know what I mean? And then, which <laughs> yeah. is, it's kind of interesting because it ties into other, other things that have happened within her arc in the movies coming up to this. So that was like the closest it got to any kind of like, depth of on like on like a character level um mm-hmm. and now it doesn't need to have any of these things it doesn't it, it it doesn't need to be a work of art it doesn't need but it should not be artless and it's artless in a sense that like it's not aspiring to be anything and it's not aspiring to be good at the things that it's doing regardless of whether how highbrow they would be um the movie is ugly in my opinion i don't think it's very interestingly shot um i i I don't like that um the framing of it like it's just made for widescreen televisions it it looks Mm -hmm. like it's shot for for your standard hd streaming widescreen tv like netflix movies are it's like um and i and maybe i'm missing the point of the movie maybe i'm like the the point of the movie is like that it like maybe he's just deconstructing these things but but i don't like somebody might be able to give me an argument about why the movie I think the movie's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> and, and that's saying a lot. That's wild that I would say yeah, that. Yeah. Because, like, the, the, the music drops that they have, which I hate in movies, yeah. and it's just, like, soundtrack drop, which the first movie did, and the, the first movie did it worse because it was so obnoxiously on the head. And I get it in this time, he does the same thing I did in Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's, I w- like... Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, he, he uses that kind of that music to kind of tell that kind yeah, of a, a which story, is, a story in itself. Yeah. That's kind of a, a trademark that he uses in this, in these. Uh, yeah. Pictures. Which is fine. That's fine. I mean, it's not like Scorsese doesn't do that every single bloody movie that he makes. And like <laughs> with, and, with the Rolling like, Stones. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not averse to the music. I mean like the, what's it? Jim Carroll, the opening song, you know, those are people yep. who died or whatever, um, yeah, yeah. like who I friggin' love. And I love that record. And like, I'm like, it's not like I don't like the music that he's using. It's just, it's just devoid of any, it's just not aiming for anything. It's not, it's not, it's not trying to do anything. If it it was trying to do something and it failed, then that's, it's, it's a valiant effort. You know what I mean? Like um, Jupiter Ascending, that like Wachowski movie where it's just fucking crazy, but they're going for it. Like swinging Mm -hmm. for the fences. Like they swung for the fences on uh, Matrix Revolutions. Like, speed all speed like they're a good example of that where they're like going for it he's not going for anything the whole movie mm-hmm. is just like it just reeks of like not trying and like a you very think, good friend you think of mine it's, it's just uh in service to sort of thing it's like I just, oh i got i got 
I got presented the license for this for this uh, part of this franchise. Uh, I just want to uh, service the fans sort of, a sort of deal and just give them all the inside information. Um, maybe, maybe so they like it. So they like it. So in, in that in that instance, it just made for a certain group of people who are just honed in on this kind of. I I don't know how well the the comic book is, how well known the comic book is. I I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, so I mean, maybe it was it was just like these are the people we're making it for and. Everybody else, good luck, sort of deal. Yeah, I know. And like a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, actually, we were texting the other night after the movie because um, my friend uh, George, we we'd see some of these uh, DC movies together or some of these Marvel movies together. And he texted me and he was like, uh, and it was really funny. And he was like, it's almost as if it just turned into a Pokemon movie halfway through. And I was like, yeah, it does feel like a Pokemon movie with that stupid bloody starfish, who I guess I guess is a character in in the books but i don't care about the books like yeah you should be, i have no you should idea be, yeah you should be selling the books to me you know what i mean yeah. like this should yeah. make me want to read the books not the other way around yeah um but like it was it's like a big stupid pokemon and it was just like i don't know like i had to get it off my chest it's been frustrating and really <laughs> irritating me but I, this does kind of like i do want to talk about this in terms of like the podcast too because I don't want to do this. I don't I don't want to pick a movie. We didn't pick a movie thinking it was going to be bad to try and tear it apart. You know what yeah, I mean? That's not yeah. what I want to do. And like there's plenty of podcasts that that's their whole thing is to riff on bad movies, you know, which I'm but I also want to talk about I want to talk about about we're 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 talking about art. And I know that sounds pretentious, but fuck it. You know what I mean? We're talking about art. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to talk about something that like that makes me want to think about things, that makes me like want to uh, reflect on myself or or t- to think about even the genre that it's in or like I want I want to talk about things that are like challenging and exciting in that like and I want to be able to like talk about positive things where I can like this somebody could listen to this podcast and be like oh I want to revisit that or I want to check that out like I, yeah I definitely don't want it to seem like this is like what I want to do because I don't like it's kind of like and I think I was more excited for this movie than you were, even on a scale of me not being super excited. But like, I don't know. I think like, I hope I hope some of this makes sense. No, no, yeah, it totally does. You, to, to be honest, I was surprised that I liked it. You know, I mean, and it's not like uh, I, I'm like, oh, this is the best movie I've seen all year. I was like, it, it was serviceable for what it did. I didn't, I didn't. Um, it didn't hit me the way that it hits you. I, I, mm-hmm. and that it also could have been because I was just, I was at home, you know, I was at home. I was comfortable. I had everything around me that I needed. I could kind of shift off if I needed to, I could stop it if I needed to. I mean, there were a lot of things that were in play for, for my, uh, for my viewing of it. So that could have played into, the um a more positive review of it because i i mean i could just sit there and and if if what was on the screen just really i didn't care about so much i just like you know uh i'll just i'll just kind of i'll wait till it passes sort of deal i i w- it wasn't like i was sitting in a theater 
kind of stuck there for a couple hours and 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 all i wanted to do was leave sort of sort of thing yeah for sure yeah i i mean i just let it play and been like okay i'm not really into what they're showing me now it'll be over in a couple minutes and then we'll just get back to kind of the the dumb stuff or the fun the 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 funny parts that i liked about it um and then that'll play out but by by no stretch was i was i um like pulling for anyone surprised at anything that happened you know that cena john cena is going to be the bad guy in the end you know yeah. that the the after i don't know if you saw the after credit stuff uh where he kind of he kind of survives that whole thing and they're they're i'm they're for sure going to make another one so this is like it's ne- it's going to be a never ending thing and it's been going on for decades now i mean these types of movies and i think more educated people than us uh who do this for a living have been making that argument of what what types of movies are these what do they serve and and who who do they serve sort of deal um i i mean i can understand their place within uh the cinematic universe and and i could if not one more was made i would not feel a loss whatsoever you know um yeah totally if there i i think the bold move would be is to get these super talented uh a combination of like super talented writers and directors who really kind of like with what you're saying care about the art of cinema care about the storytelling uh combined with those things and give us something that we can connect with you know in in a way that i mean and i'm sure it's kind of cliche to say in the way that the dark knight did you know there was something there there was something there it wasn't a comic book movie it was a it was a heist movie it was a crime drama in the way that like a michael mann drama like crime drama would be it had all those parts except you had a guy in a cape and then a a psychopath in clown makeup you know um yeah well i think that's because like and i think again that boils down to stakes like in a sense that like obviously ultimately the end the biggest the highest stakes for the movie was the the two ferries in chicago that were crossing the river in um so it, it came down to like the lives of like 500 people um, yeah. in terms of like the ultimate highest part stakes of the movie. Um, whereas it's not like skyscrapers getting demolished and like countless millions of people in peril and like, who knows how many people that starfish trampled within the first five <laughs> seconds of a walking around, which is probably more than would have yeah. probably died at the end of um, the dark Knight had they blown up both boat- boats. Um, oh, yeah. Now I'm not saying that like, uh, I I think the problem with it is is when things get too fantastical, then it you need to you need to be able to like, I need to be able to hold on to something because I can't I can't hold on I can't or like suspend belief for a 200 foot pink cartoon starfish walking no, around. I, to- I like no, I, I totally get that. I totally understand that. And and like as much as I can think it's entertaining or I think it's fun and and I'm definitely like I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying this. I understand why people would like this movie. I understand why people would be like, oh, that's fine. 
and, and like that's totally cool like it whatever whatever you whatever you like you like you know what i mean um mm-hmm. but like the the need to be able to the higher the stakes get or like the more preposterous things become when you have like in other movies where you have people who are like literally gods like indestructible gods supposedly like on what part do i relate to any of that and in relating to something is important because if i can't relate to how scary something is or i can't relate to how tense something would be then it's not tense or scary and therefore Mm. it's pointless because it's it's meaningless um and it becomes meaningless like the the dark knight i was invested because um if the the story that's like the the dual duality of like bruce wade and 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 the the batman and then also by being confronted with uh a villain and that rendition of the joker where it's like it's on a smaller scale but the guy's basically just doesn't give a shit about anything and like like that kind of like psychotic like uh behavior but on a scale where like what would somebody who's that psychotic do in a small scale? Like some of the most shocking things he does are is in a room with two or three people, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. in terms of, and then you could, you could be like, oh, wow, that'd be fucking crazy. This guy's crazy. Like, you know, I, so I can, I can feel how crazy he is, but I can't feel, I can't feel how crazy Jared Leto's Joker is when he's flying through bloody buildings on a helicopter, shooting rocket launches with Batman flying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it gets so far taken out of it that I feel like the, the, the movies just don't work for me anymore. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to suspend belief anymore when I watch a movie. Like I want to be, I want to be excited. Like the drugs don't work for me anymore. I need a bigger dose. I need something that's going to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, t- I totally I, understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to be engaged by what I consume now. Cause life's too short. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I totally, I totally get it. I mean, I haven't, I don't think I've, I've cared about these type of movies for quite some time. And I could probably count on one hand, maybe, uh, maybe four, four of these types of movies that I have really enjoyed. Um, Thor Ragnarok, just as a comedy. Um, The Joker with um, Joaquin Phoenix. A mm-hmm. Dark Knight, and um, I think I really enjoyed uh, Infinity War, just because yeah, the, the end first was one. yeah because the end was such a bummer, and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's perfect, you know. Um, yeah, for sure. But but I mean, the rest of them, it, it's so, it's so, um, you you know what's going to happen? It's so kind of homogenized, and you you know who's going to win, who's going to lose how it's all going to play out. It, and, and I think that's the thing that mo- these movies are just kind of played out at this point. And there's, there's nothing of this kind of, I, I don't even know what they're calling it. This, the new phase of the Marvel stuff and maybe the new phase of the DC stuff. I don't, I can't even follow it, you know, anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I totally get what you're saying, and I and I to, and I totally expected to kind of be in your camp. I was, I was just surprised that I could sit down and um, watch it and not be annoyed by it. And 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 I'll I'll go back and I'll and I'll kind of say it. 
once again, I think it had to do, I think 90% of the, of my kind of quote unquote viewing pleasure had to do with my surroundings. I wasn't, there was nothing to bother me. I think if I, if I saw it in a theater and there was one little thing that was off about it, like, like what you said with the sound or the, how it was, uh, how it was presented or the, uh, audience, if, if there was anything that was off, I, I think my kind of viewing of, of the movie would have been way more negative because I would have focused in on that thing, you know, because yeah. the, the movie itself didn't pull me in, you know, it, it's, it's one thing if the movie presents itself, pulls you into it and you can kind of displace all that other stuff that's happening around it. Because like you said, the story is, is engaging with you in a way that, uh, that it separates your surroundings from it, you know? And I've, I've yeah. had, I've had experiences with movies like that before where it's, where it's like maybe the, the, uh, the people were chaotic in the audience or there was a lot of stuff going on, but I was just so engaged with what was on the screen that I had no choice but to, but to give it my full attention. So, I mean, there, there are things out there like that. Um, I think, unfortunately, it's right now there's a lot of spectacle um, that's happening. And that could be because of, like, the situation that we're in now. And that stuff, they they want to get that stuff out to kind of make their money in a way. You know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how, how the industry kind of works. I'm, I'm not, I'm not involved in it. So. So, uh, and I think we, we talked about this before. I, I, I don't want to be a voice for something that I don't wholly understand or comment on something I don't wholly understand because it's disingenuous on my part. Um, so whenever I say, oh, like the industry or, or they, the quote unquote, they, uh, uh, are doing one thing or another, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, for sure. You know, it, it's just it's just a, an opinion of it's an uneducated opinion about a, an industry I don't work in, but an industry that I have followed for many decades, you know, most most of my life. So so I I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I I think that the movies that we watch um should have something important for us to um experience uh on a certain level because we're only given a, a kind of a, almost a certain amount of time we can only see a certain amount of films you know and it's the same it's the same thing with books you can only read so many books in a lifetime so why waste your time sort of sort of thing um so i i do i'll, I'll tend to kind of hunt out those things that I want to commit my time to more often than, than I would sit down and watch something just because it's, it's entertainment that I can turn my mind off to. So yeah, I'm for sure. Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're on the same wavelength when that comes to, when that comes to that. But, uh, I, I think I was just in my, kind of review of this i i think i was just it was the the right circumstances at the time that that uh 
help me get through it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm still kind of amazed. Still kind of amazed. But I'm <laughs> pleasantly surprised. I'm actually kind of pleased that you liked it, though, in a way, because I feel like if it was just like a, a rag fest, then I would just be like, you know, I, I I probably feel worse about me not liking it as much as I did. But the fact that mm-hmm. you like it, I think just goes to show that like nobody's opinion is the right opinion on 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 a thing you know what i mean like it, it's subjective like people should experience what they experience and like what they you know what i mean it's like it's up yeah. to you as an individual to like get what you can from it like and that's the beauty about all things like this um and that's good so it's good that in a way i suppose if you listen to this you get two people's opinions that are, are kind of different mm-hmm. um, and, and that's a, that's almost that's also catch me on the wrong day and, and well, yeah, for sure. I, and, and, me, and me watching this, I'd be like, "Oh, that's a different story." So, I think no, it was just I like, that, yeah, the perfect yeah. things happen. Everything aligned, I guess. And I think everything aligned for me to dislike it too. And I feel like I feel like on another day, I would have probably given this movie a pass. I, I I don't think I would have been positive on it, but I would have given it a pass. I've given worse movies than this movie a pass, yeah, and I know I yeah. have, and I'm fully aware of that. I've given worse DC movies than this a pass, and like, you know what I mean, like. And mm-hmm. I know I have in Marvel movies too. Um, so, but I feel like, I think that, yeah, I think it just came to a head with this one. <laughs> it, I, I, and I was like, you enough. know what? I'm, I'm really happy about this, this whole experience for, for both of us, you know, for you more is that you got to see Phantom Thread. <laughs> yeah. Which is out of control. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but that, I mean, that's, that, that could be an episode in itself, but definitely I'm kicking myself for not getting on it faster. I feel like I did what classic Scott, which is where I, I think I, I saw the trailers, um, and like part of me was like a little off on Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then part of me was also like a little bit like, I don't want to watch another, I don't, I don't want to watch like a British period piece, uh, mm-hmm, having yeah. grown up on British period television and dramas. Um, and I think like part of me was just like, I, I that, that's not going to appeal to me in, I don't think I, I could have been wrong, like more wrong about that, but it just mm-hmm. goes to show though, yeah, that like as much as like, as much as people will just, as much as people will just consume, um, something because it's like and i do i watch movies like the suicide squad too i i watch movies a lot of the time i find myself watching movies as a, a therapeutic thing like i'll watch a movie because it'll take me away from what i'm thinking about it'll help me unwind i can just sit and veg out you know what i mean and yeah. like i know i use I, I use this as a sedative like m- entertainment as a sedative some people use video games some people do drugs i mean i do all of those things too but like <laughs> i also um but movies specifically, like I will, like for comfort, like I'll watch any old shit and it just, I, I, I'm hungover. I'm going to put a movie on. I don't feel very well. I'm going to put a movie on. Um, mm-hmm. I had a bad day at work. I'm going to put some, I want to watch something silly. I want to watch a Farley Brothers movie, something stupid like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, and I do this to myself, but I also, conversely, I'll, I'll stop myself from watching things that I know I will like but I won't watch because it, it, it represents a challenge to me. So sometimes I'll be like, I'm not in the mood to watch that. Like, I, I know it's probably going to be amazing or it's at least going to like inspire me or even like, it, like interest me or like get me thinking or like 
get me questioning things, but I, I'll not watch it because I'm like, oh, it's too heavy. I don't want to deal with it. So like, I'm my almost enemy too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll avoid things that I know I love just because I'm too lazy to put the effort into to watch them. But the, the proof is in the pudding with Phantom Thread is that from the second the movie started, in, like, I was in. So it wasn't even, I didn't even have to fight it. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to have, that's going to be hard work for me. It's not hard. If something's good, it's not hard work. Like, I was in. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm fully committed to this immediately. Um, so once again, yeah, I do it to myself. I'm sure there's been a lot of really good movies over the years by people that I know I like, people who've done a lot of really good work, and I've just avoided them because I, I, I just don't want to think about anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, some stuff you got to really put the hard work in to to kind of sit down and and watch. I mean, I, there's there's certain movies that I that I've watched and I, I've really enjoyed, but I just I, I w it would be difficult to go back and kind of rewatch them because I know what I'm in for. So yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean, it's that it's definitely that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. And I do feel as when I was younger and I was like more discovering my tastes or like when I was really starting to like fall in love with movies or like get like super involved in it, like in terms of like watching or collecting, um, I was way more open to things, you know, I'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. what's this foreign language movie? Oh, what's this? What's this weird psychological drama? Or, you know what I mean? Like this whole, there's actively whole like genres of movies that I, I, I avoid if I don't want to deal with the stress of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, which is kind of stupid, but it's also understandable. And I understand why people do that. So I understand why people like to go and see a big cheesy blockbuster. Like it's totally valid. It's, it's, it's fun and it's totally fine to like something that just, that just makes you feel good or even doesn't make you feel anything. That's totally mm -hmm. valid too, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, especially in like 2021, you know, if you've got stress, you know, everybody's like divided, um, you know, uh, very uncertain times for people. Like, I think escapism is very important, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, starting uh, today, we should start jotting down our best of of the year and then our worst of the year. And I'm pretty sure that this one is going to be on your worst of the year. Oh, I'm list. sure. I'm sure. But I'm sure I'm going to see worse movies than this. That's what's funny about it. Is you think so? Even I don't, though I don't oh, think yeah, I've, ever, I've ever heard you like so uh, viscerally, uh, like eviscerate a movie more than this. I don't know. I know. I think it's just, I think more, I, I think I'm just more angry at myself in a, in a way or like, I don't know. I think it's just a, it's like a, like you said, like a perfect storm, like everything lined up. And I feel like being so disappointed once again in the, in the movie theater, in the experience of it. And like, um, mm -hmm. that definitely got my back up. You know what I mean? And then like, um, I think that also put me in a position. Where I'm like, well, fuck you. Like you, you try, you, you're like actively trying to sell me something that's fucking garbage. Like, yeah. And the experience was garbage. So not the movie. Um, but I think I, part of it, I maybe took it out in the movie too. And I I have seen worse movies than Suicide Squad this year. I know I have. I definitely have. Um, yeah. But going forward, yeah, I, I definitely want to be like, I definitely, we're not always going to be like this. And I'm certainly not, this is probably a one and done for me uh, like this. Um, so yeah, um, with that being said, um, 
Is there anything else you'd like to mention about the Suicide Squad, or do you think we've kind of? Um, no. I mean, I, I I would say this: if you have this, if you have HBO Max, watch it on there. Don't don't risk your time in a in a theater that it might not present it to you in its best light. I guess you would say. Um, yeah, see it in IMAX if you can. If yeah, if you can. Uh, see see it in something like that 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 you know is he- more heavily controlled, and you mentioned that you told me about that uh, that I wasn't aware of uh, that they can't put that branding on it if if uh, someone doesn't uh, a technician doesn't like calibrate everything yeah, right or something yeah, like that. To my knowledge, it's uh, it has to be calibrated specifically by like I I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like by IMAX certified. Uh, technicians and it has to meet a certain requirement so the sound system has to be able to to output a certain wattage in like a certain frequency it has to have like a certain amount of speakers and the screen has to have a specific level for the projector and like a resolution and the the whole thing it's like it's like so when you go and see an IMAX movie you you you're not at the whim of the it should be calibrated yeah not I'm sure some are better than the others um, but at least you know you're getting something that's going to be better than the average screen in a lot of yeah. these theaters. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely you're getting what you pay for. Um, and then I think a majority of people, you know, do have a that subscription fee. If you don't, you should get it. There's a lot. There's a lot better things that are on the uh, the HBO Max than than just this or what they're what they're kind of releasing out to you. There's there's tons of back catalog that are that are really good. Uh, I think I got uh, HBO Mac or HBO uh, just for the documentaries initially um, because I oh, like, yeah. yeah, I love the the presentations that they do for those documentaries. And this is just an extra added bonus for that. Um, as far as uh, other things that I've watched leading up to this, I've watched um, the Asphalt Jungle, which is the first time I had ever seen it. It's a 1950s uh john houston uh crime drama oh um, nice yeah first time i had ever seen it i, I got the uh criterion for it uh, oh of course you yeah. did mr highbrow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was very very good very interesting they had some really nice kind of uh commentaries for it um that kind of help you dive even more into it so i really enjoyed that this, uh this week Nice. Um, yeah, I um I watched um a movie on Hulu that kind of went under the radar for me, and I guess it came out last year uh, during lockdown. Um, but it's a comedy called Bob and Star Go to the Vista Del Mar, um, which is um I don't know if it's a, a Saturday Night Live spinoff because I'm not too familiar. I know it has a lot of Saturday Night Live people in it, um, yeah. like uh, Kristen Wiig. Um, at least she's the, the the person I know the most from Saturday Night Live, but um. That movie is wonderful. If you haven't seen it, um, it's a comedy, um, but it's really, it's very surreal. It, it it has that same kind of energy as Anchorman does, that first Anchorman movie, where it'll kind of go off the rails and you're like, you're not sure how far they'll take something and then it seems just to kind of like veer off the rails and then, but in a way that's like really fun. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like they'll, I think they just allow it to get nuts um, and it's completely bonkers and it's great. It's super right. great. Um, yeah, I like it's one of the best comedies, and you don't see a lot of comedies like really like big actual proper real comedies being made anymore. And um, 
it's probably the funniest comedy I've seen in a long time that's came out. Um, mm. I uh, can't uh, recommend that highly enough. It's available on Hulu. I think that's where I watched it. Um, okay. And like the trailer sells it as a good comedy, but like it's far more surreal than the trailer gives it away being, um, which is great. And it's like, yeah, it's super fun. I think you would love it, Eric. Oh, I'll check it out. Yeah, um, that's about it for recommendations for movies or TV for me. Um, it's kind of not related to movies, but also I, I, I think it applies here too. I did start playing that um, the game on the Xbox, The Ascent. Yeah. Uh, that you've been playing, Eric. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so far, super impressed with that too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so if anybody's uh, a gamer or plays video games, definitely if you have Game Pass, check out The Ascent because uh, that is well worth the $15 a month for Game Pass um, to play it. <laughs> if 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 that's your cup of tea, if it's not, fair enough, we'll not talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, as for what's next on the agenda um, and movies that are coming out, I don't really know um, uh, theater release-wise. Yeah, I haven't looked into it uh, beyond last week, so um, it'll be. I um, yeah, yeah, it'll I be. Think that... We'll either. Yeah, if I mean, if there's nothing coming out, we'll uh, we'll get together and uh, either do like a Scott's pick or an Eric pick or something like that that neither one of us has seen. Um, that's if there's nothing really interesting uh, that we want to see, um, yeah, that, or that... or something that's streaming maybe. Oh yeah, someone's streaming. Yeah, that um that movie Don't Breathe Two comes out this weekend, but okay. I, I don't think there's any timings that work. I don't think there's any screenings that work with our schedule. I I think I checked oh, earlier. Okay. Um, you did mention to me that new John Boyega movie. Um, oh that, um, yeah, yeah, it's like a sci-fi uh, heist movie. Yeah, it was. It was called Naked Singularity. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes out for that too. Um, yeah, because that sounds interesting. I haven't seen a trailer, but I might just avoid watching yeah. a trailer for that and just go in so we can keep keep our eyes open for that too um but yeah i i do like that idea we like we could do like a uh a, a pick like you pick for me and we'll do it and i pick for you or um we can like yeah pick come together maybe pick something like an older movie that we both want to revisit um yeah. but we'll yeah. always we'll always keep the episodes coming even if there's nothing fresh and hot and fresh at the theater there, <laughs> there's always something to watch Oh yeah, for sure. Sure. Well, um, I think that about wraps it up for us today. Yeah. Okay. So uh once again, thank you to everybody who's listened. Yeah. Thank you um for listening to me lose my mind. <laughs> and um and we'll we'll hit you guys next time. See you guys later. <laughs>